You like the Just Baseball show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never seen before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Peter Apple, I decided that I'm going to throw the next no-hitter in Major League Baseball because everybody can do it, so I'm going to do it, Uh, even though I don't play and I'm nowhere close to any, like, major uh, organization that I can try out for and have this weird Dennis Quaid-type scenario, I'm going to throw a no-hitter. Doesn't it kind of seem like anyone can do it at this point? I mean, we shouldn't disrespect Spencer Turnbull, but... I bet if we pulled the audience who is Spencer Turnbull, not a lot of people would know who that is, but he's throwing no hitters. And it's just, it's a phenomenon. It's an absolute phenomenon. I don't get it. We forgot to intro the pod. We should do that now. I'm Jack McMullen. That's Peter Apple. And this is the Project the Plate podcast. Today is Friday, May 21st. And, you know, we're going to start talking about these no hitters because, it, there were two in a less than 24 hour span, you know, thank God for uh, the West coast finish on night one. So you can say that, uh, that two happened in less than a day, but Spencer Turnbull and Corey Kluber are numbers five and six or six and seven in terms of no hitters this year. Depends on how you look at it with Madison Bumgarner. Regardless, we, we have, we have decided that Madison Bumgarner, not a no hitter. So regardless, we have seen, um, we've seen six, nine inning no hitters this year. And that's, crazy to think about and I want to know you know obviously that that's really cool and everything you know pitchers are great and this this is a problem Twitter makes it feel like this is a catastrophe and it is like people need to put the ball in play makes it feel like it's the new pandemic right the amount of no hitters and yes it's a problem but it's not something that we need to upend the game for it's a crazy phenomenon that's happening right now and i get it um but there is if we look back at history which i think we should we a little to, bit yeah. the most no hitters in a singular season we talked about this in a previous episode eight no hitters in 1884 but the most no hitters in the modern era was seven with in 1990 in 1991 in 2012 and 2015 and we're already at six and it's may 20th today i just want to know what the fix is because everybody's saying oh something needs to change all right what needs to change like what are we going to change is it flattening the seams 
oh, too many home runs are being hit. Oh, so you want to flatten the seams and deaden the ball? Like, how much doctoring to a baseball can we do? How, how many rule changes can we make when, when the final conclusion is probably just going to be, oh, hitters need to get better? And they will. That's the thing. Like, that's what we keep saying on this podcast. Baseball is so cyclical. Like, we see pitchers dominate, then hitters dominate, then pitchers dominate, then hitters dominate. And I want to ask you a question. What is the best version of baseball? Because everyone has a different answer, right? Depending on when you grew up, in what era you grew up in. Um, And also, before we even start getting into baseball, I want everyone to understand there are similar problems going on in basketball and the three-point revolution. Yeah. The three-point revolution. What are we going to do? Are they going to move the three-point line back? Are they going to start doing four points? Like, is that as much of a problem? The fact that it seems like Steph Curry and Damian Lillard are taking the league by storm because they just shoot threes. And that's, is that a problem in, in basketball? Then you move over to football. There's no guys aren't running anymore. Running backs are out of the league in two years. It seems like, why would you be a running back when you could just be the quarterback and everybody's right. throwing? Like, is that an epidemic? Like it's, it's happening throughout sports and it's because baseball especially has weaponized the use of data, right? You have analytics people going in and trying to find exact ways how to find an edge. So when you have those types of things, when you have these analytical people trying to find exact specifications to get better, you are going to get a more concise game in the eyes of analytics. And it's going to become the three outcome game, which we're seeing right now. You know, we, we had the launch angle conversation, especially when we talked about Chris Bryant, right. And how he instituted a whole new way to view hitting and as stupid as it, it seemed to the naked eye, the, the Carlos Pena, drawing video on MLB network a couple days ago uh-huh. where he was describing, you know, the, the plane of the swing going yeah. through the, the flight of the ball um, and just lining it up for as long as possible. Like, okay. Um, a lot of people had problems with that, but the essence is totally right. It's totally yeah. right. Hitters have changed their swing to the point where they are cutting their opportunity to hit the baseball in more than half. Like in three quarters. I mean, they have a split second to make contact with the baseball and there's no such thing as weak contact anymore. Like it's all or nothing now. And that's what's become of of the strikeout and home run revolution. And you say, what's the best era of baseball? What is the good old days that people refer to? And and the whole idea of that is it, it differs for everybody. Literally everybody, it's a different answer. So if for me... I think the good old days, first of all, I don't think about the good old days because I live in the present because I'm awesome and I'm flawless, right? That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But when I hear the good old days, you know, I personally think peak entertainment. And that was Sosa and McGuire. That was Roger Clemens and Pedro. That was the steroid era with home runs and strikeouts. So is this the steroid era on crack without the steroids? Yeah, that's pretty much what's going on right now. But it, what's going to be more entertaining, this or looping together three straight singles for a team to win 2-1 every night? I have a question for you. Yeah, man. Fire away. Remember when we were talking about the fact that everyone has a different opinion about what their favorite 
version of baseball is. So MLB, I was listening to this interview with Theo Epstein. It was a brilliant interview. He's a consultant. I mean, he, he won a world series with the Red Sox. I won a world series with the Cubs. He's, he brought in as a consultant to kind of fix the way the game is played. He's a lot more than a consultant. A lot more than a consultant, but I think that's like his technical title. He should get a way better title than that. First of all, but they pulled my question to you is they pulled fans. What are your favorite events in baseball? events so it's like a like a home run is an event or something like that what do you think were the top three that people voted for out of all fans what do you think home runs was not on the top three what exactly i'm floored by this information that's why we have to talk about it it's just wrong i I don't think it is and i'm I'm explaining to you when i tell you the answer and i think you're gonna see okay triples triples are number one great one yeah triples um i mean like it is inside the park home run one of them like that's nope you know that's probably not something that they threw on the list that's Uh, probably yeah i think yeah probably because that is probably would win i mean that's one of the most exciting plays of baseball i get off on well executed double plays (laughs) me too man but that that's not on there but i love that answer i love that (laughs) answer <laughs> um well executed six four three double play yeah oh my god so hot oh, uh, the it's your inning when when you have a bet going on by the way pete's picks 87 and 62 59 oh. percent oh. go find me a better gambler but we're getting back to it we're getting yeah, back to it talk about hot um my final guess and then i want you to reveal it is um outfield assists so throwing somebody out you actually gave me a ton of good answers, but it, it, it isn't those. Triples is number one. Doubles are number two. And the stolen base is number three. Yeah, okay. I see that with the stolen base. And I've actually got something to add about the stolen base. But, but me too. Thought. But first, the thing is with why triples, doubles, stolen bases are so impactful within the game is because you hit a triple. The first start... If you're going to hit a triple, that means you're running really fast around the bases. You're displaying that athleticism. Right. It gets it goes into you know left field corner, you know between the gaps. A guy has to throw the ball a long way, hit the cutoff. A lot has to happen within those plays. A big showing of athleticism. Doubles are the same thing. Stolen bases, exactly showing ways that baseball is athletic. And the problem with this triples. We are at the lowest rate of triples ever, ever. You know, my, my blind eye to the data says that people are just dogging it out of, the, out of the box, and that's why. I think you're right. And think about this. Even in doubles, lowest rate since 1990. And then you go to the stolen base, lowest since 1964. So the three most favorite events within baseball are all career lows. I mean, between pitches, each pitcher, it's taking about 23 seconds in between pitches. I think the average time right now between a ball getting put in play is three minutes and 56 seconds. So if you're a kid watching a game, you have to wait four minutes for anything to be put in play. And then it's when it's really long time, it's a really long time. And then when it's being put in play, yes, we're getting a lot of home runs, but it's a lot of outs. Yeah. Like you're in, it's lowest in doubles. It's lowest in triples. And then when they get on first, they're not stealing second. 
So it's just a stationary game from base to base. But then I take it all the way back. Listen to this. I take it all the way back because we've talked about this before that when we're watching the games, I don't see these stats as being as prevalent as the media is displaying them as, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't get bored watching the game. I would love to, I enjoyed watching Spencer Turnbull's no hitter, like stuff like that. It's like, I would love to watch a good pitching matchup, but then, but it's evident that we're in some sort of conundrum. Yeah, totally. Um, my my thought on the stolen bases, real yeah. quick. Stolen bases are going to be one of the immediate subjects of a change. And there's yeah. an experimental rule put in at the high A level, which I'm at right now. And I saw the stolen base numbers. MILB.com put it out earlier this week. Up a what, ton. Up a ton. Up nearly a stolen base yeah. per game. They were about 0.8. There were about 0.8 stolen bases per game in 2019. There are 1.4 stolen bases per game through the first two weeks. So small sample size, but up over half a stolen base per game. That's a lot. And it's been exciting. And, you know, the, the Tin Caps had a, uh, had a run come in via a balk on a first and third situation last night. And, you know, as much as I don't like seeing box, it's kind of fun. Like you get it's a really excited from the crowd. Yeah. And, and, and there are, this isn't just out of nowhere. The high A is not just doing this. It's not just randomly. Now they're just doing no. bases. There are reasons. So what has been happening in high A is they have outlawed that legendary lefty move that, you know, guys like Andy Pettit have been using uh, Clayton Kershaw have been using for years to not step off. You know, they they have the big leg kick and then they throw it to first base. They've outlawed that. So every pitcher now has to step off the rubber to throw to first base or any other base. And there's also another rule. This new rule gives pitchers only two free pickoff throws to any base. So you think, oh, well, if they've already thrown over twice, shouldn't it just be automatically that the runner should just steal Steal. after if they've already thrown twice. But so, and this is in an article that I read in the athletic that I'd love to quote. So I don't, I don't misquote because I think it's, this is kind of summed up perfectly. Yeah. Um, So now in order to prevent say 35 foot leads after the first two moves, the rule still permits pitchers to throw over a third time, but if they do, the runner needs to be out. If not, it's a balk. And if the pitcher even steps off the rubber, that also counts. So one throw to first and one step off, technically the quota of how many you can do is done. And stolen bases are now up, like you said, 77% since this has been put in place. And I think it's extremely interesting and really fun. It is. And, you know, I'm hoping to see more and more of it kind of show itself at the major league level even before these rules are put in place but uh you know i think if the numbers are something that major league baseball likes in high a then hey maybe they you know bleed it into double a in 2022 and in 2023 right in 23 and 24 maybe you know spend some time uh, incubating in triple a and then in 2025 or 2026 you know you you get that move to major league baseball and, and the game has changed and you know, nobody knows 
when the next cycle is going to come or when the next turn of the clock is going to come for baseball, right? Mm -hmm. You know, this happened rather quickly. And, you know, much like we talk about with the low stuff now to the high fastball, it happened in the grand scheme of baseball fairly quickly. Over two or three years, the low ball fascination went to the high fastball fascination. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to give it two, three years. You got to be patient with the game that you love, that you've been watching for years. And there are still a bunch of guys dominating the game that we love and we have loved for years. So to wrap up this podcast, we just want to walk through um, a lot of the major statistical categories and, you know, just kind of validate how these guys are are swinging the bat. Before we continue, um, I just want to do one more point on, on the hitters in baseball right now. Yeah. Because when I actually looked into the numbers, it's a little bit staggering. And I was very surprised. So the league as a whole right now, we're looking at the entire league here, is hitting about 230 with about a 25% strikeout rate. In the 1980s, the strikeout rate was about 12.5%. So it's doubled in about 30 to 40 years. This is a fundamentally different game when hitters are striking out a quarter of the time versus an eighth of the time Absolutely. and to contextualize, to contextualize the how vast a 25% strikeout rate is now it doesn't seem like that big of a deal as 34 pitchers currently have a strikeout rate of at least 25% and the 34th is Logan Webb of the Giants yeah you know who else's career strikeout rate is 25% Nolan Ryan So the league is striking out at a rate that Nolan Ryan was striking out hitters in the 70s and 80s and 90s. Yeah. Tom Seaver, another fantastic pitcher, Hall of Fame, strikeout guy, 18.8% is his career K rate. Yeah. So he would actually be striking out hitters much lower than a guy like Logan Webb would be doing today. You know, or his percentage would be even higher and Nolan Ryan's percentage would be even higher, right? Because it could be that. I don't know how much uh, better the baseline pitching has gotten. You know what I mean? Like baseline, baseline athleticism in sports, in professional sports, you know, take the NBA, for example, right? If yeah. you threw Bob Cousy in the middle of a, of a 2021 <laughs> NBA game, he is screwed. I mean, he is the poor man's J.J. Barea, yeah. right? Like, just a terrible situation for Mr. Cousy, an all-time great. But he's, uh, doesn't he have, like, 10 chips? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, you know what? Kiss my rings. Um, Seriously. But, you know, the thing about it, hitters now is, like, you know, say they see Nolan Ryan, and the velo is what it was with, with Nolan Ryan. Um, you know, is that strikeout clip near 30%? Is it, is it at the top? And, and the thing is, it might be because hitters' swings have changed. You want to get into the stat leaders? And well, one more thing just about the pitchers is that the modern pitcher has so much more technology available to them than hitters do right now. I mean, the modern pitcher trains for velocity, gets full biomechanical evaluations of his body. He's getting recommendations. um, They're on about grip to influence spin rates and movement. And then when you flip it on the other side, pitchers are actually being relied on to not even do that much these days compared to what they used to have to do that 
starting pitchers would have to go eight innings. So maybe they have to control the velocity in order to keep going. But pitchers don't have to go deep in games. They know that they have five guys in the bullpen who all throw in the high 90s. So they have to just go out there and throw hard and get the most out of their stuff. So even fundamentally, it has changed from pitching used to be, and I'm, I'm stealing this quote from Theo Epstein, pitchers, it used to be an art form. Now it's a science. Yeah. It is the whole game has changed to where even in the in the 18th or 19th century pitchers, the whole point of baseball was that if you had really good fielders and really good hitters, that was the best team because the ball was always in play. Now it's the yeah. opposite. It doesn't even matter if you play defense because it's like they're either going to walk, hit a home run or strike out. Now I've ranted. Let's get into some statistical categories. How about that? Perfect. And we're going to stay away from pitchers because we've had enough pitching conversations over the last couple of podcasts. So, you know, just for the, the sake of time constraints, we're going to go with the batting average leaders, the OPS leaders, um, the home run leaders, RBI, and stolen base because the stolen base is awesome. The stolen you know base is awesome. So let, let's, start with, with, let's start with batting average. Yerman Mercedes of the Chicago White Sox hitting 358. Could he win MVP? Moving no. on to number two, <laughs> Xander Bogarts of the Boston Red Sox is hitting 346. Jordan Alvarez, an absolute train of a human. I, hot take, Hall of Famer one day. I think he's going to hit 500 home runs. You're he's done. also hitting 343. Yeah. Jesse Winker, I think a great for the Reds. Great trade deadline target. If anyone could go get him lefty outfielder hitting 343. And then you round it out with another Cincinnati red Nick Cassiano's hitting 338. It's a group I wouldn't really expect, but I love the guys in the top five. You're a little outdated, man. I've got Nick Castellanos at 347. Who's in the two spot. I've got Mercedes at 358 Castellanos at 347 Bogarts, a point behind Alvarez at 340 and Winker at 338. So what, uh, what website do you want? I'm on MLB.com. I'm on ESPN. Who oh, you? no. Go to MLB.com. Let's get, let's get on the same website. Yeah. Let's get on the same website. I'm not moving. You go to MLB.com. I'm uh, going to MLB.com because ESPN probably just doesn't even have it updated. Yeah, no. Yermin Mercedes is obviously like a, a wonderful story. I think that um, Castellanos is a bit more valid. I think Jordan Alvarez is more valid. Uh, yep. I, I think that, you know, the, the batting title across both leagues is going to go to Xander Bogarts at the end of this year. I think Xander mm. Bogarts is, is just a fantastic, fantastic hitter. He has been since he was 20 years old and he broke in and won a world series. Like, you know, th this guy just knows how to do it. Yeah. Now, now to the OPS leaders, uh, <laughs> and numero uno is just blowing everybody out of the water. Mike close. Trout, Mike Trout, Mike Trout. Unfortunately, he's going to miss six to eight weeks. That just sucks. Oh, it sucks. Disaster. Castellanos, number two. Vladdy Jr. at number three, your dark horse MVP candidate. And then Acuna and Chris Bryant are four and five. That is a better representation of sort of who's becoming the best hitter in baseball. And Nick Castellanos, just kind of always on these leaderboards. Okay. under the radar type hitter. But I think if you, if you put Nick Castellanos in a position like JD Martinez to the Red Sox, I think Nick Castellanos in a lot of people's mind goes to a bigger market, becomes one of those best hitters in baseball, but he's just stuck in Cincinnati. Same with Jesse Winker. You know, it's in Cincinnati. I don't even know if Reds fans are even paying attention to them right now. Yep. Uh, home run leaders. Shohei Otani leads the way with 14 home runs. Shohei what a Otani. freak. 
who threw low 90s in his start last night. Uh, what do you make of that? I, okay, so one of our TikToks, I made the argument that Shohei Otani is a, should just be a hitter. Like he's top 25 in sprint speeds. He is the top 100th percentile in barrel rate. Like he is, and he's a good defender on the outfield. I think he just should be a hitter. And I think if the Angels were able to use him in a bullpen type role to help save his arm so that he could, he could throw a hundred out of the pen instead of having to, worry about his arm through five, six innings every fifth day. And then I think maybe it might make his hitting a little bit worse. My thing is let's make him, let's make him one of the best outfielders in baseball. I don't think that's that much of an issue. It's just with the angels, they need him on the mound right. so badly. Right. What's yeah. your, what do you make of it? I don't know. I don't know what I make of it. I, I think it's fatigue. Like I don't, I don't think it's possible for somebody to function as I agree as high of a superhuman level that Otani has been functioning at for that long. Like longevity with, with elite performance is very hard. And like the amount of guys that have done it, you know, Tom Brady has kind of figured it out with, with his acumen. Like Mm -hmm. I think his IQ is his football IQ has kind of taken him um, to, to remaining in that elite category. I think the only guy that has remained an elite athlete for years on end is LeBron James. I think that's it. You right. see the win yesterday? Yeah, of course. But yeah. I, 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 across sports, I think that's it, right? Yeah. Um, you know, Trout's on pace to do it, but with what Otani's doing, I just feel like there's a shelf life there because it's so hard to do. It's, it's so, so hard, hard to do. I don't, I don't, I don't even, I, I, it's hard to even fathom. Dude, but it's so see- hard to do one of them. Did you, it's so hard to do one of them. Exactly. <laughs> did you see the, 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 um, the picture of him? Taking a press conference yeah. with a cutoff. Trapezoris Rex. Like White Howard. Yeah, he looks sick. He looks like he looks <laughs> sick. And it's like, okay, this guy's kind of freaky. Yeah. Well, obviously we knew that. But yeah, I I think it's if he was on any other team, I f- don't know if he'd be pitching and hitting. It's just the Angels, God, just wasting. Yeah. Just wasting. Shohei is tied for fifth in runs driven in the leader. Is Trey Mancini good for Trey? Good 39 for Trey. RBIs. Trey Mancini, Yuli Guriel is second. Rafael Devers and his teammate JD Martinez are tied for third. Uh, Mancini's awesome. That story is great. Too bad the Orioles stink, but yeah. <laughs> it's it's been really fun to watch Mancini come back and in you know drive the ball at as high a level as he is. And it's he's one of those guys who came back from cancer, like just like a great story. And he's already, I mean, 859 OPS, he's got 10 bombs and 10 doubles. He's a, he's a trade target. I mean, if if somebody go get him from Baltimore, just like the giants went and got Kevin Gosman out of Baltimore, go, they have some guys, Anthony Santander, another guy from Baltimore who should be on another team. And it seems like the Orioles are just kind of a triple a team trying to figure it out right now. Um, Stolen bases is kind of a one horse race. Whit Merrifield right now has 12. Nobody else has more than eight jazz Chisholm. One of the guys with more than eight, which is interesting. As we close, I just want to highlight the strikeout king rankings right now because 
Joey Gallo has 64 strikeouts in 44 oh games. <laughs> and then how about how about five of the top seven in baseball being shortstops? A. Eugenio Suarez, Javi yeah. Baez, Dansby Swanson, Nico Goodrum, and Willie Adamas. I mean, like, the shortstop position, you want to talk about changing? That's stupid. You want to talk about probably the worst start to a year ever is Eugenio Suarez. Yeah. In outs above average, which is a range stat um, that's based on defense, obviously, your defensive range, he's, like, by far the worst. Yeah. Like, I think he's at minus 10 in OAA. I think next best is Luis Urias at minus six. Like, he's by far the worst defensive player in baseball right now. On top of that, he's hitting 157 with a 236 on base. And he's third in strikeouts. He has nine home runs, so he still hits for some power. But, like, the move to shortstop, I think, is in his head. Just put him back at third base. It's not a, it's not a decision that the Cincinnati Reds are doing very well. Um, and also, just going back to stolen bases, Nick Senzel has been caught stealing five times already. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> that's like a, a lot, lot. Of, to be, and he only has two stole bases. So he's you should stop stealing. You should stop trying stop to steal Nick Senzel. But Nick Senzel is actually one of the fastest in terms of sprint speeds in baseball. But like, stop stealing. Learn how to get a jump. You're, you're two for seven. <laughs> stop stealing. <laughs> uh, this was fun, man. And uh, we're we're not leaving the people waiting for too long. We got another top ten. We got catchers releasing on Tuesday, which will be. Great. And for some reason, interesting, because we thought there was like a clear cut one and a clear cut two and three. And the one is the same. Right. Two and three are are different. Totally different. Different. And I feel like it's going to continue to change, too. It might even change by the time we already created our list. I feel like it might change over this weekend. The beauty of it is we record on Monday evening, so we can always change the list before we record. And make sure everyone we are changing to the just baseball show and that will probably go into effect tomorrow so once this or maybe not tomorrow maybe monday but we will be changing to the just baseball show from project the plate we're gonna have four or five episodes daily jack and i will still be doing tuesdays and fridays so if you want to be caught up on all that go follow the tiktok at just baseball fans it will now be called it is now currently called project the plate and the same handle for all applies on Instagram and Twitter. We will be at Just Baseball Fans for now on, right now at Project the Plate. So stay tuned, people. We had a, a lot's problem. happening. I we can't a, even control it all. We had a problem with our, um, our what are they called? Study groups, uh, crowd crowd groups. What's it called when you test something with, with certain crowds? Uh, test. I have no yes. idea, but they, other you know what I'm know. talking about. Yeah. yeah. And, like, and people thought it was project the plate. So we were like, all right, screw it. We're done with this one. Yeah, we got it. Just baseball. <laughs> that makes Just sense. baseball is pretty easy. All right. He's Peter. I'm Jack. We'll talk to you as members of the Just Baseball show on Tuesday. Have a good weekend, everybody. Thank you, everybody.